G'day guys and welcome to the Bradley J Driver Experience. You're here for episode 21 and today's, I guess today's guest for me is a, it's a big moment because this guy inspired me to start my own potty, which is super exciting. I love his content. He's an ex-NRL player. I'll tell you what, doozy, doozy player at that. Um, <laughs> runs, runs YKTR. Underrated bro, underrated bro. I'm telling you, I'm fucking underrated. Bro, 100%. He runs YKTR. <laughs> you probably know him on Instagram or social as Ice. He's also got a podcast called The Ice Project, which I fell in love with and reignited my passion for podcasts. Isaac John, how are you, brother? Hey, bro. Thanks for having me on. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks for the hey, intro, too. Too kind. Bro, to, to be honest, it's funny because Scotty and I were talking the other day about your footy career. Bro, I reckon you were underrated. And that's not me pissing in your pocket because I quite enjoyed your style of play. Yeah, it was basic. It was square. Um, yeah, like I probably would have played a lot more if I wasn't injured, but then probably wouldn't be sitting here if I didn't get injured as well. So it's kind of that like like cross, like, you know what I mean? I'd rather be here than still playing football, to be honest. I get that, bro. And to be honest, like, it's, it's part of the way I want to run this episode today because I guess a bit of context for you. And I think majority of people who will be listening to this episode already know who you are and they probably follow your content. So if you're here and you're wanting to get some really good business content or, or some value or some, or learn or, or be educated by this guy, just go and listen to the ICE Project because it's all there. And it's on your Instagram every day, which I love. Um, you add a lot of value. But I guess what I want to tuck into is, you know, I've been watching at the moment the MJ documentary, The Last Dance. I know you probably have, as has most people in, in Oz and America and all over the world. My favorite part of the whole series thus far is the goat of basketball. Is at, you know, the pinnacle of his career. He has a few things in his life that maybe make him question the direction he's heading in and he leaves the game to play baseball for a year. That was the moment for me where I'm like, at the height of it all, he walked away to do something that he loved and and wanted to follow a passion and put his time into something that meant more to him. Did you did you did you know that sort of happened or before watching a doco? No, or? I didn't. I didn't, brother. Yeah, because, a lot no, of people didn't because it's because the right? age gap, eh? Yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. hundred percent. Because I'm only twenty four, so I sort of didn't get to follow MJ's career. But I love inspiring people, man, and I love stories. So that's why I've been following on. And I sort of thought it made me think about you, to be honest. Um, you know, go to the NRL. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go to reserve grade. Go to reserve grade. <laughs> but, but no, like I guess. You know, growing up in Australia and New Zealand, my, my dream growing up as a kid, man, was to play professional football or to oh, be bro, an everyone, athlete. Everyone, everyone, everyone right? Yeah. So you had that. You, you, you know, you're in the NRL, you're playing for New Zealand, you played a bit of Manly and, and Penrith, and you decided to walk away from that. I know injury was part of that decision, but also more so passion too. So talk to me about that. Um, I just always sort of felt like I was getting pulled towards another direction and I found like the types of conversations that I was having with football weren't interesting anymore. Um, I was sort of 25, 26 and it was kind of the same shit, but like, like I was single at the time. I was about like, who's this girl? Like, who's this girl on Instagram? And like, fuck, what are we doing this weekend? Like, where's the bender going to be? And the other one was like, fuck, how much money are we going to spend on this? And like my afternoons, like me, when me, Corey and Chico used to live together, like our afternoons would go, fuck, let's go to the pub, like have two beers and waste 800 bucks on pokies. So, um, and like lose sometimes. When, those boys, man. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, you know what? It's fine. I don't regret anything about it. I don't re- regret losing all that money, but it's essentially how we bonded. But um, I, just, I just felt myself like I'd go to training, would go to the pub, have a slap, go home, play FIFA. And it just kind of got into this mad little rhythm of like, 
and I just sat there one time. I'm like, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm doing nothing with my life. And I, at that point in my life, I probably read about 50 books. Um, really enjoyed reading, really loved the feeling of it. It's related to exercise. You know, once you finish exercising, you feel like a little bit better. Yeah. And it's sort of like that for the, for the brain as well. So I read a book and I felt a little bit smarter, a little bit smarter. And I just felt this conversation is kind of getting boring. And, and I just wanted to sit and talk to other people. So um, just went heavy into reading and just, just started exploring different options and having different conversations and um, just had this sort of, like something, something was pulling me towards, um, towards business. And, and I felt ungrateful because um, I was getting paid good money. I was in a position that everyone wanted to be in. It was the position I wanted to be in from five to fucking 23. Like I was yeah. living like the dream. Like I was, I was put up in a pedestal because I was a sports guy, blah, blah, blah. All the shit would come from it. But like, I didn't feel like I belonged there because um, like I felt trapped. Like you have to play in a certain way. You have to eat in a certain way. You have to wear certain things. Like yeah. you're not taught to critically think outside of structure. And the coach is like, oh, if we complete it 90%, we're going to, we've got a, like an 80% chance of winning the game. And it's just like, and just because repetitive, bro, repetitive. And when you're kind yeah. of a free thinker and at the time kind of like a little dabbling in creativity in terms of like photography and like um, vlogs and shit like that. Like I was getting paid out for vlogs. Like Kalen, you know, Kalen takes photos and shit now and everyone's yeah. like, everyone's like, fuck, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck what I was doing. It. Everyone's going, what the fuck are you doing? So right, paved the way for Kalen. I'll be honest. The first for me, right? So obviously I, I enjoyed, and this isn't me pissing in your pocket. I enjoyed the way that you played the game. So I was shocked when I heard that you left. And I guess I realized that you left when I started. I remember you'd done a, um, I think it was like a bit of a game day vlog with Chico. And I'm, yeah, fuck, yeah, I remember yeah, seeing yeah. that years ago, bro. Like years ago, just scrolling through YouTube. And I was always in, interested in like the behind the scenes of like what was happening in the footy world. This is a massive footy fan, bit of a chooks boy. And um, bro, like I was like, fuck, like I actually like that this guy's putting out some content because it was something that not a lot of people were doing. But yeah. I guess I'm interested. One of the things that really interests me about your journey is leaving the game. Was there a lot of criticism from people saying, what's he doing? You know, is, is there really any opportunity for a footy guy to, to go and build a brand or a business like that? Does he have what it takes? You know what I mean? Bro, heavy, heavy. Like everything we had done for the first two, three years, I was like, fuck, what are you doing? Like, like, oh, hey, guys, we're going to start a clothing brand, especially in football. Football's ruthless. Like, all the boys say whatever the fuck they want. But they're like, bro, no, no one's going to buy your fucking clothes. And then people slowly start yeah. to buy them and we start to build. And then those types of people are like, oh, bro, hook us up. And we're like, fuck that. And then, bro, I started vlogging. Vlogging was like, bro, who, who the fuck walks around with a camera and stuff like that? Like, what are you guys doing? And like, even photos. Photos was another one example. And like reading books and and like everything I was doing, like I was kind of rebelling against um, footy culture and, and yeah. what I was and what we normally talked about. And all it was is just herd mentality. You look at like the animals and, and all that sort of shit. When someone rebels outside the herd, they usually get like a kick or a bite because it pulls them back in line. And as yeah. humans, we're no different. I was doing stuff that was outside the norm for football players. To, um, and I was, I was open and, and upfront because I didn't give a fuck what people thought of me. So I was just like, yeah, yeah. fuck, I'm taking photos. I'll bring my camera with me. Like, pay me out because I was going to pay people back out as well. So um, it didn't stop me from doing it. And, and I, knew, I knew once like, people started rebelling against it, I knew there was something in it as well. So I just made me want to go harder and harder and harder and harder. Yeah. And it sort of got to the point now, like, oh, I was like, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. And then I thought I was going to get backlash. But could I have... But, because I had some runs on the board, people were like, oh, bro, you're going to kill it. You're going to kill it. Like, can I jump on? So um, I've seen it come full circle. Um, it's just, just what it is, bro. The country that we live in, hang Definitely. around the boys, it's pay well. Yeah, you know what I mean? To be honest, bro, it's, it's funny you say that you've seen it come full circle because I guess, because I've been following for a while, I've almost seen that from the outsider's perspective. And I, I guess it's similar to anything, man. Like I was, 
I was on a fucking far less scale, but like selling real estate here in Wollongong. And I was a young guy who didn't wear a suit and tie. Like I was quiet, like tattoos, like a little bit different to this typical real estate agent making a lot of video content. Everyone's like, what the fuck's this guy doing? Like, you know what I mean? That's not Mm. normal. Like you can't do that. You can't say that. And I guess as you start to get more comfortable with yourself and you just put more and more content out there, then all of a sudden it's like that shift where now people crave it. And people, yeah, it's, like, it's almost like they're, like you can imagine for a lot of the footy boys, you've probably been their ticket to express themselves. Yeah, they, I talked about this on the podcast before and um, the, the number one point I got across on that podcast was like, if I'm the guy from 10 years from now and then like fucking say 20% of the NRL players, they maximize their leverage and, and they use their leverage in a positive way, not only yeah. to help people, but to set their lives up, up outside of football. And, and um, football is not the best time of their life. It's just only a certain part of their life that was great, that was fun, that was exciting. But then yeah. when they move into their 30s, fuck, this is even better. And they move into their 40s and that's even better. If I'm the guy and they get pointed out, but, and that's my legacy within the game, fuck, I'll take that every day of the week. You give me an option of fucking... If, if, there's, if there's an option of 300 games and, and two premiership rings and another $3 million that is sitting in my bank account right now or to stay on this path right now and make just normal money I'm, I'm going to make, and be the guy that goes, oh, fuck, Ice inspired me to do this and Ice inspired me to do that. Because that's what gives me kicks right now. Like, the reason I'm doing this sort of shit, so yeah. when you message me after and go, hey, thank you for your time. Fuck, meant the world to me. Fuck that. Like, I love that. Like, fuck, that makes me feel good. So I'm, I'm chasing those. I'm chasing those. Like, it's euphoric getting those messages from different is, types brother. of people saying, just, just saying, like, your you power people. Heart. Yeah, fucking earth. And, and like, I get it daily and I just, I'll chase it daily. So that's why I keep going hard on content. But like, like I said, bro, if that's my legacy in football, that you're the guy that inspires people to maximize their 30s and 40s to make it better than your 20s. Fuck, there's going to be a lot of people living cool lives and, and, and I want to I lead that. That's great to hear. And, and to be honest, it probably answered a little bit what one of my big questions of this whole episode was. And I guess you sort of said, if that's your legacy in football, one of the questions I had for you is, at the end of this all, what's the legacy that you want to leave? And is it I, I, that? Yeah, that, that, that's only a small part of it because essentially I'm only talking to football players and that, and that type of conversation. I want to talk to the whole room, man. Like, uh, like, uh, like Islanders, like say kids growing up in New Zealand, well, we, we didn't have, I don't know anyone that ran a business. We don't know Islanders that run a business. Like that's not, yeah. if you run a business, you're rich. So I just want to break down the stereotypical walls that are around businesses that you have to be like the super smart guy or you have to know all the terminology or you have to go to three or four years of uni before you can start a business. Like I just want to break down those walls and, and like if my legacy was only that in football, like if I'm remembered in league circles for that, that'd be great. But in the course of everything, like a 360 view, yeah, um, there won't be that won't there wouldn't be enough for me. You know what I mean? Like I want to I want to buy podcasters to come through and vloggers to come through and and people that want to run clothes to come through and all this types of shit, bro. Like and your vault, your dreams just evolve. Like my first dream outside of football was to work for myself, and I got there and I was like, oh shit, like what else can I do? And I was like, oh, let's build the best brand in Australia. And then like fuck, and then then like oh shit, I get a kick out of helping people. Fuck, let me just start start helping people now. So who knows, man? I'll probably change next week as well. So yeah. fuck knows. Sounds like me, brother. And it's, I guess, talk to me. So part, part of that in, in the big picture moving forward, do you see, I know, for example, I was listening to Scott and I both listened to the Pip Edwards potty that you released yesterday. She's cool, eh? Cool chick, man. Cool chick. Got, got a great energy to her. And one thing I noticed she said in that episode was when you asked what's, well, she sort of mentioned people ask what's next and it's this because I love this. 
I guess for you, I'm curious as to obviously why KTR is a big part of, I know you're not super passionate about clothes, but you're passionate about building that brand and it's your baby, essentially. It's what you've created from the beginning. Do you think you'll always be an integral part of YKTR or do you think long-term there's almost bigger and better things that can put you in the spotlight a little bit more to provide um, yeah. that message? I know, I know you're saying there's two parts of that question. So one, I do kind of always want to be involved with it as well, but um, because the way we position our brand and I'm fucking forefront and then when we fucked up, I'm like, yeah, hey, it's me. I fucked up. This is my mistake. Let me fix it. I've positioned our brand so it's kind of not ar- around me, but it's humanized around me and the two boys. So there's an element of like, if I left YKTR, have I built a strong enough brand that for it to survive? I think I have, but I know a lot of people resonate YKTR with me and the content. And the other side of it is like, um, like you said that like, I don't love designing clothes, but say if I built the best brand in Australia or the best brand in the world and I hire three kids and that's their passion to fucking design clothes for the rest of their lives and I'm giving them a wage and they get to do something that they love every single day. Fuck, that makes me feel good. That goes back to the feeling good factor. Like me hiring Lukey and he just loves to make content. Fuck. And I got him out of, he, he was actually in uh, mortgages. Like I got him out of that game. Fuck, that makes me feel good. So if this is the pillar if YKT, oh, sorry, bro. If YKTR yeah. is the umbrella company and I'm sitting on top of it and, and we've got YKTR Sports and YKTR the clothing side and then we get these passionate people that only ever wanted to design clothes or only ever wanted to make content for a living or only ever wanted to fucking podcast for a living and I'm the umbrella company for that, fuck, that'd be the dream. And like people associate YKTR with clothes, but I just see it as this fucking big thing that's going to help a lot of people and, and bring a lot of cool people in. So that's the dream. That's great to hear, man. And I guess great segue is you sort of, you, you mentioned this there, Lukey, part of the team now. You've got a few people in that team. Has that been fun for you? Because I can imagine part of, I know what a lot of footy boys miss post-career is like having that team environment. So how's it been for you building a team again and, and being able to share some of the success and, and, and spoils with them? Yeah, it's good. It's good. And like, um, even small stuff like Lukey going to a pub and getting recognized and, and like a chick goes, yeah. Oh, like are you the guy from YKTA? And just see him get a kick out of that. Yeah. Um, Justin Horro, like the scope, like he's, a, he's another example of that. Like he went to the super league for three, four years. If he come back and he just sort of falls back into society, like everyone else. And like people go, Hey, the scope, the scope, he's got the same personality. Yeah. So it is, it is good to sort of provide that platform and start to have that team around you. I don't miss the football environment because obviously I've got like Chico and Crow, my best mates. Yeah. Um, like we talk, we, we talk more shit than anyone. So I've got that element of fucking shit talking yeah. and group chats and banter like that. Obviously got sports cards now and there's about 15 of us that are all football players or ex football players. Um, there's an element of banter in there where the memes come in and all that sort of shit. So I've yeah. got enough of it, but the reason why I moved away from football is cause like, it was almost too much of that stuff. So I enjoy elements of it, but like, fuck, sit me on the podcast and talk to someone, prefer that and say like that shit talks probably the last hour of my day. That's enough for me. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, that awesome. environment's enough for me. And it, I do miss competition. Like I get, I get competitive around sports cards. We play basketball when fucking COVID wasn't happening. Yeah. I get competitive in that. I do miss that fucking like, Chico fucking start talking shit and then like you know you know when you can't control control your emotions anymore and you just start yeah. going like fuck you fuck you like it's yeah. like one on one basketball like who gives a fuck like no yeah. no that's just pride so it is pride hundred percent hey there's, so- there's elements there's elements of business that transfer over from sports like collections I, I I associate collections with like game day like if we do all yep. the right things leading up to game day we'll have a successful collection launch and. And before we launch, sometimes I get nervous. And only times I get nervous is when I haven't done the work. And Yeah. You know, yeah. 
and when I've done the work and I know I've done everything right and I put out, I've given eight weeks of fucking valuable content without asking for anything. And now it's time to sell. Like, hey guys, can you come on and support me? Um, like I feel comfortable in doing that. And, and I feel like that's our point of difference where I, I don't see us as a clothing company. I see it as a content creation company and we just, we, we need something to sell to get money into the business. And for us, it's clothes. Definitely, bro. Hey, tell me like one thing I'm, I'm big on is, is purpose, underlying purpose. And I feel like for me personally, it's a question I've asked a few of my latest guests is like, I feel like if I look back at myself as a, in my early childhood, my purpose was always like storytelling or connecting with people. And that's what I love. That's what I'm passionate about. And I always found a way with whatever I'd done to sort of still have that as the underlying purpose. And eventually I got to the point where I was kicking more goals than ever in real estate, having some, some good success as a young guy in the industry. But I realized that it wasn't aligned with like the end purpose. And it was probably, it had served its purpose and it would put me on the right path. But then it was more of this stuff that was going to be essential to getting me to where I want to be. Do you feel like, you've had a, a purpose or you've been able to recognize a, a common purpose your whole life? Or has that uh, changed? Nah, nah, I always felt like I was a little bit different. Like, and like, I know, I know like everyone sort of thinks that like, Oh, I'm different. I yeah. think different, but I've always kind of felt that. And I'll say this from like, when I grew up in my small town and took it all, which is about 10,000 people and like a rough place and it's gang affiliations. Like I knew I wanted to get out of there. Like I just knew it. And yeah. my way out at the time was football. So when all my friends were partying, I was at the school like fucking doing kicks and, and like I'd put in like, yeah. I'll kick an hour a day or two or, or train two hours a day. I'd wake up in the morning and go for a run. Cause I knew that was kind of my way out when I was in football. I knew my way out was through education or through reading or, or through talking to other people. And, and like, I, I knew I had to get out some way. So I, uh, it sounds it's going to sound fucking confident as fuck, but I've always felt like I was going to be a success in some way, shape, or form. When I was younger, I thought I was going to be in football. Didn't work out, and then you sort of realise you've got so much more life to live. But yeah. like you said, like you, you said with your real estate, and you said you don't feel aligned with your purpose. That's the same as me. Like it's exactly how I feel. And if you ask me to start a YKTR, and um, you go in three years, you're going to be the guy that runs um, like a, a cool a cool clothing company. I like, I would have taken that. I was like, fuck that. That's what I need. And then you get an yeah. element of success and then you're like, fuck how, like what else can I do? And, and you find that like the more success and the more numbers or the more clothes you want to sell, like you find that doesn't really make you happy. Like there was a time um, someone goes to me, what will make you happy? And what, what will make you feel successful? And I, I gave him a monetary goal. I was like, if we hit like six figures in this amount of days, I'll be super happy. And like, we, we got like, I got it like in a week and I was meant to get it in a month. And then he goes, how do you feel? And I was like, oh, no, I don't feel anything. He goes, because you're not inspired by money. You're inspired by something else. You've got to figure out what you're inspired by. And obviously we touched on like getting the DMs, getting, getting, getting fucking heartfelt messages, getting guys that are on fucking a million dollars in, in NRL going, bro, you're inspiring me to do this. Please don't tell anyone. Or, or getting messages yeah. from people that contemplated suicide and getting your podcast got me through. Like I get all this fucking weird shit happening to me, bro, but I love it. I fucking love it. That's great to hear, mate. And I think honestly, you deserve it. You put in the work and you're amazing at providing. It's one, one thing Scotty and I spoke about a few times is credit to you for how busy you would be. And I can imagine the amount of this sort of stuff you're doing. And on a daily basis, you still find time to pr provide value, which I know, and, and, and message people back and feel like people get a response or can have that sort of almost like a private relationship with you with everything you're doing. So it's a massive yeah. credit to you, mate. It'd be hard to do. Well, who the, like, at the end of the day, like, who the fuck am I? Like, honestly, like, I wouldn't have been, like, like, if people don't buy clothes, if people don't resonate with the content and, like, like uh, the way I see it, and I used to get kind of emotional about it early on, if you see a couple of the vlogs, I like, see people, like, spending money on your clothes and, like, 
fuck, people got disposable income and they can spend it anywhere they want. You know what I mean? They can spend it on any, any fucking thing in this whole wide world and like they're spending money on us and, and, and like kids are like fucking mowing lawns to get fucking a hoodie. Like just shit like that, bro. And, and I want to, one of the most impactful things I've ever seen, um, uh, there's a video, she was about 15, probably about 16, 17, 18 years old. Um, she's this Muslim chick and she got, she got a, a YKTR hoodie for her birthday and opened it and started crying. And like, when I think of YKTR and like, there's all this fucking cool shit that happened and vlogs, fuck, it looks cool when we're walking in in slow motion and we've got fucking, see money yeah. all around. Like that shit looks cool yeah. on the front, but fuck, on the back end, fuck, see me that video every day of the week and I'll be a happy guy, man. Definitely, brother. Hey, tell me, I think one of the most exciting things about the platform that you've created, and for me, the platform I'm trying to create and, you know, being able to connect with people over podcasts is amazing. Bro, how, how good is it to meet people that maybe you've, you've aspired to be like or aspired to be in the same room as and, and learn and grow from them? It excites the hell out of me. I can imagine for you sort of doing that at yeah. a bigger scale. Yeah, it's weird. And like, you hear Gary, like Gary, like, you know, Gary V is my guy. And like, you hear him and he still right. gets a kick out of it. Like, fuck, you talk about scale. He's, he's like scale and, and yeah. like everything that, everything that we've built, like I credit towards him. Like there's these offices that we've gone and building up and growing and all this fucking attention I get is built off the fact of listening to his advice, copying it, not copying his advice, but putting it into action and putting my own twist on it. And it's as simple as that. And people just doing the same off the back of me. And I love it. Eh? I love it. I love it. Is there a dream guest for you on the potty? Yeah. Is it? Is that is it? Yeah. You know like, okay. So, so there's Gary, there's Gary, but is there another, is there another person that? Uh, I've got two, obviously Joe Rogan, big fan of Rogan. Yeah. Um, I just, I just find them interesting that, that cross correlation when someone's funny and smart, it's, it's such a dangerous combination. You see why Matty Johns is, is like, he's been able to sustain success for a very long period because he's got that right combination of funny yeah. and smart and great storytelling. The other one is Naval Ravikant. He, he's, um, look him up on Joe Rogan, Naval Ravikant. Naval he's, Ravikant okay. he, he's an angel investor. Um, yep. he, I, think he's, I think he's worth like 2.5 billion. Um, he's like this Indian dude, bro. He, he, he makes life seem like simple. And yeah. Like when I put out those kind of tweet types of Instagram content, like, you know, it's just one line and it just makes sense. Like stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And like his, his whole podcast is like that. So the pre- yeah, awesome. why people sort of correlate with me is because I can come from all these different directions and, and I'm kind of unassuming because you look at me like, oh, he's a football player and he's from a small fucking country hip town that's gang affiliated and he's an Islander. What the fuck does he know about business? But then I've got people paying me like thousands of dollars to go have a business chat with them. And that's and because yeah. I, like, I'm unassuming. Like, I'll, rock up, I'll, I'll rock up to like, courses and, and people are in suits and I'm walking with a YKTR hoodie and I get looked down on and then I get asked a question and, and like, I have the answer. And like, it's just, just this unassuming um, thing about it. And the example that Naval gives is like, if you, if you went to a circus and you seen a bear, um, you go, oh, that's pretty interesting. If you seen that, went to the circus and seen someone riding on a unicycle, you're like, oh, that's okay. If you seen, went to the circus and seen a bear riding on a unicycle, you're like, fuck, that's pretty interesting. So I feel like that's my point of difference where like, I don't talk like a business person, but I can talk business. I don't look like one because I wear hoodies, but yeah. I can sit in a room and have a conversation with some of the smarter business people as well. So um, I think that cross-correlation of all these different directions really helped me. Bro, isn't that a funny thing, right? Like human mentality. And I think being self-aware, I'd like to think I'm really self-aware, but bro, like, isn't it funny watching the way that people observe, I guess, someone who's out of their shell and a bit like I'm pretty outgoing. So I, I remember being in real estate, dealing with a lot of old people and the fear always was, Brad, you swear too much. You got tattoos. Like you can't walk into someone's house with a t-shirt and rip jeans on. 
so how it works. But I found that the minute I opened my mouth, people were respondent because they, they respond to personality and to honesty. But you're, 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 you're fucking spot on there. Cause I'm like, I've never met you. I'm looking at you right now. And I was like, Oh shit, this podcast gay either way. And like, you look, you look young and you got the haircut and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. but then you, like you, bro. Like I look at you. You look really fucking young, but then when you speak, you sound so much older. So, like you're you're un- you're unassuming as well. So, um, yeah, it's just I, I just uh, think everyone's got a story, man. And it's you know, for example, so with a haircut, you said it. Then I was walking down the beach yesterday, and I swim every morning down in the ocean. And this old lady walks down the stairs as I'm walking up, and she looks at me and she locks eye contact. And she's probably in the sixties, and she goes. I've been waiting to see you. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she goes, I'm like, do I know you? Sorry, have I forgotten you? And she goes, no, nope, but I seen that haircut a week ago. She thought, she goes, I thought, what an attention seeker. And then, she <laughs> and then we literally had like a 10 minute chat. And at the end of it, she's like, oh, you know, amazing to hear your story. We spoke about what I was doing. And like, she asked me a little bit about myself and I told her about my personal story and my journey. Cause I've had some health things that I've overcome in my lifetime. And it's just like that 10 minutes of personal contact and connection can completely change someone's perspective on the, on the human being that you are. And I guess it's for you being from the background you are and what you're doing now, it it will take an element for people to understand the value you provide for me being so young and being a really outgoing personality. It takes a minute for somebody to take me seriously, but I think so many people, you've got to give someone a chance. Yeah, and like it's just what it is. Like we just stereotype people in a certain way. Like if I say footballers to a general like population, they're like, oh, gamblers, like, like yeah, generates low IQ and all this sort of stuff. Like here's here's a perfect example, and that's I'm not coming off racist or anything. But if someone's driving dodgy and you start to overtake him and you look into the car, you what do you, what do you like? I'm not going to say it, but yeah. everyone's thinking the same thing. You know what I mean? Either so that, we, or you go, oh, female driver. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, you said, see them, oh, you're being sexist. So it's kind of yeah, this weird. Exactly. exactly. Like we, we, we just, we just stereotype people and, and kind of groups. And we, we got this, um, we just, like, we, we just think they automatically this thing because they look in a certain way. And, yeah. um, it's, uh, once you understand the brain and stuff like that, and obviously through life experiences and, and you sort of realize don't sort of judge things on the surface and yeah. Yeah, bro, it's, I it's, have, probably the, it's probably the lesson from this podcast, I reckon. Definitely, bro. Hey, I was talking to, um, I think you know Joe Damon. I've seen you comment on a few of the th- his things, the Kiwi comedian. Who's that? Joe Damon. Oh, he's funny. Yeah, yeah, bro, funny, yeah, like, yeah. He come on my potty a couple of weeks ago. And, mate, he's been, we've, we've created a good little connection. We've become mates and we chat a fair bit. And I had him on, like, I had, like, a little Friday Night Live that I ran last week and I had a few guests on. And yeah. he come on and we're having a chat. It was the day that I freshly got my hair done. And he goes, bro, that's fucking disgraceful. <laughs> and we'll have a bit of banter about it. And we're talking about people walking past me and like looking at me and staring at me, like with no mm. shame at all. And he goes, Hey bro, now you, have, now you know how it feels to be black. Yeah. He's a good lad. Like he, re- he reached out to me probably about a year ago, but he, I think he would only had like 800 followers at the time. And bro, I, I remember like his a name. A week. Yeah. I remember his name and, um, sort of just started popping up and I seen some of his TikToks. I was like, fuck, I know Same this name. dude. Yeah, I know this dude from somewhere. And, and then like, yeah, I've had a few chats with him. Um, I think we, he was meant to do a tour over in Sydney. So he was going to come through. So yeah, he's, he's, Mate, he's, he's, a good he's a great, honestly, a great lad. And like yeah. really, aside from all the funny shit, like he's a good human being too. Where's he from? Where's he from? Um, New Zealand, from I think part. he grew up in Welly, but he's in, he's in Auckland now. And yeah. Obviously, man, for him, it was funny because we were chatting and I said, you know, what's the dream? And he said, well, Australia is the next step. 
and mm-hmm. he really wants to get over here because I guess that's what, you know, probably similar to you as a kid or, you know, similar to I've heard you talk about Quaid and, and his story on your potty too. I guess Australia is the big stage when you're in New Zealand and then when you mm. get here, it's like once you've conquered this, it's, it's the US. But, um, bro, just, yeah, really good down-to-earth human and we spoke about it a little bit and I'm interested to hear your take on this too and please let me know how you're going for time. Um, we, we spoke about, like, that ability to have the piss taken out of you and, like, cop criticism. How do you feel? Do you get the piss taken out of you a lot? Yeah, all the time. And, and like, it's starting, to get like vicious, like it's starting to get, like, vicious now, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm at a certain point now and, and there's an element of success and people think I'm going actually better than what I actually am. So, um, yeah. but, yeah, like, that, that's sort of one of the biggest strengths you learn from football is just to have, like, tough skin and put these psychological walls that you put up all around you. Um, like people could say anything to me, but I've pretty much said all my flaws on podcasts. I've, I've fucked up so many times and it's a, it's there in a vlog and, and, and shit like that, bro. So like, yeah, bro, that if, if you, if you can become self-aware and become self-aware quickly, you're hard to be because if you yeah. can take the piss out of yourself and someone says something, it's just obvious. It's like, oh bro, I just said that. Like, and eight, bro, the, eight, that, the eight mile, um, analogy that yeah. Gary v, that's the best that's the best form of self-awareness that i can think of even though i'll send you a link after this if you want to laugh fucking later you know brown cardigan yeah yeah they're good don't, they're good. Bro, don't know how but they fucking found a video of me in real estate and fucking took the piss out of me big time yeah and bro, like it was the funniest thing so joe and i spoke about it on our podcast actually it was like um, i sold a house off market but i'd already filmed the video so we just done like an alternate outro that said this just sold off market, but there was like a minute of actual video and showing the stuff off before trying to build yeah. a profile and brand, right? Somehow they found it and posted it on Twitter. And the caption was this motherfucker made a video for a house. We can't even buy. <laughs> How long ago was this? Bro, it was probably like three, four months ago. And I just come across it. Like I didn't even know, but a mate of mine just goes, Oh, Brown cardigans taking the piss out of you on Twitter. I was like, yeah, fuck good. off. Like, no, they're not. And he goes, yeah, they are. And he sends me the link and bro. So funny. But I've sent it to heaps of people because I think you've got to have like, if you're going to put yourself out there, you've got to be able to take the piss out of yourself and have a laugh and be self-aware mm. enough to get over it. So I 100% agree with you, man. Especially if you're doing like self-content, like stuff that we're doing, like we're going out of our way to make content. So essentially from an outside looking in that potentially could hate us, we're putting ourselves on our own pedestal. You know what I mean? Definitely and we're right. in Australia, they're trying to fucking swipe kick that underneath you. Exactly. Man. People, people, people will make... Yeah, people will make fucking um, like fake YKTR accounts, fake ICE accounts, and like as long as we're with, if it's within good nature, like we can we can kind of like we can cop it because it, like yeah. it's the shit that we say between each other anyway. But um, when it starts when it starts offending other groups and and like other minorities and that, I kind of like I'll pull them up and I'll be yeah. I'll put them on I'll put like, I'll rep- reply with kindness and then I'll just screenshot it and put it on my Instagram and sort of yeah yeah rid of him pretty quick i know you're going to be struggling for time you probably got about a minute left for me here um yep. i want to finish off by saying i want to but before you finish off i want you to give one piece of advice to the listeners just about getting the best out of your life but before i do that i want to say to be honest brother i'm you said it before you're super self-confident i'm super self-confident mate i know i'm going to blow this game up in australia i'm, I'm so confident of that i will have my own show in australia one day i'm you sure got one don't you Bro, I'll be, like, I'm talking major scale. I'll be the fucking James Corden of Australia in five years. Who's James um, Corden now? Pardon? Who's James Corden now? You know James Corden, the Late Late Show with James Corden, does a carpool karaoke and shit? No. You don't? Like fucking Jimmy Fallon? Fuck oath you know him. Uh, no, I don't, I don't. I don't. Really? 
Right, like, you know, Jimmy Fallon, those sort of guys? Is it, is it, yeah, I know Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, like one of those sort of shows. I'll have my own fucking version of that here in Australia. It'll start with a podcast that'll end up on television. One day you will be a guest on that show, I 100% guarantee it, because for, Thanks, for me, you've done a lot. Um, but I want you to leave everybody with one piece of advice or just a bit of guidance. Uh, I don't I don't really have those one-liners, but um, the first thing I can think of, and a lot of people ask me, like, how do you define success? And for me, it's like the first 10 seconds in the morning, like, am I excited to get up? Or am I not? It's not about money. It's about am I excited to get up or am I not? Does does a Monday feel like a Monday? Does a Saturday feel like a Saturday? When you're doing what you love, it shouldn't matter. Like uh, you know when you you know when you're on holiday and like you don't you don't count them as Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You count them backwards from the day that you landed. Like you've been in Bali. Like oh, we've been here for three nights, so we've got another four nights. And once you start doing what you love, that's what your life becomes like. It's almost like a holiday where you forget what day it is. You just like oh shit, like. I measure my days yeah. off like podcasts and content and when we're dropping and stuff like that. Not, not by Monday to Sunday. So 10 seconds in the morning, measure it. That's great to hear, bro. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you so much for coming on brother. Everyone no go worries. follow this guy on Instagram. It's double I C E underscore, isn't it? Yeah. I need to change that name. Eh? I made it when I was younger. So ah, it's all good, bro. Isaac, John, YKTR, the ice project on podcast platforms, mate. You're an absolute legend. And I'm very thankful for your time today. Thanks my guy. Cheers, See brother. you later. Yeah.